it's like you're starting the slow clap. <laughs> oh, oh, nobody else wants to participate. Oh, oh, okay. What was that movie? Oh God, I'm horrible at this game. And at the end, at the end, that guy's like, "It was my slow clap." <laughs> he like <laughs> no. beats that guy up. No, no, man, I I am horrible in the game of movies and actors. I'm I'm just I'm horrible. I want to say it was not another teen movie, but it could have been. Not sure. Speaking of movies, did you see uh, the new John Wick is going to be coming out? I did see that. Oh, I'm excited. Like, I hope they just keep doing John Wick. Yeah, it is uh, not another teen movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow, whatever. John Wick, he does such a good role in that in those movies that it's almost like it's not a sequel. You know, it doesn't feel, they don't feel like sequels. It just feels like a story that's tied together. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, but if you were to watch two, you're going to want to jump back and watch one. A hundred percent. And I like how they, they call it a chapter because that's what it really feels like. It feels like another chapter in the same book. I hope this book has a hundred chapters. Yeah. I don't know that Keanu Reeves has another hundred. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you ever think that movie actors get beaten up physically like professional sports players? Cause they both make a lot of money if they're really good. Stunt double. Well, yeah, but uh, supposedly, what's his nuts? Uh, Scientology, uh, airplane flying. Uh, Tom Cruise does all of his own stunts. Lies. Yeah, well. They're not letting him fly an F-14. He has a pilot's license. He owns planes. I don't think he owns an F-14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's probably fake. Okay. Have you ever seen the YouTube videos where they like take military lawyers like Jags and they dissect some of the shit that they do in Top Gun movies? No. Yeah, it's like UCMJ written all over it. Speaking of UCMJ, I'm surprised we haven't gotten hit yet. Let's get this shit going. You're listening to Eyes Forward March, a podcast geared towards building Are you a core. On the non-commissioned officers, heat up your MRE. Oh, you crack can? open a cold rippet. No, and join your platoon daddies, Sergeant Bacon and Sergeant Seagar, as Here, they I continue we to build acoustic fucking skills, have some laughs, uplift morale, and talk about you? daily issues soldiers face. Let's begin. Is this another acoustic session? No, no, it's not. Um, here's the problem is my microphone going into um, Zoom is not this, my virtual audio interface. So while everybody else heard it, you did not. But it's our intro. I found it. Well, I recreated it. Did you hear that? Okay. Yeah, I heard that. Okay. Yeah. So it's on the local track are you literally hitting a button on a tape player uh so i have this guy here which is the launch pad x 
I don't know what that is. So basically, I have, okay. It looks like Simon Says. It kind of does, right? But it's basically a big MPC pad. So I use a set of applications by Rogue Amoeba. It's for Mac OS. And uh, Farago is one of the apps that I use. And so I create a software soundboard in the application, and then I assign clips to buttons. So when I push this button right here and I push it again, it stops. Wow. And that's how I do it live folks. I don't, I'm throwing you off here. Yeah, no, it was like episode 68 or something like that, that I went back into. I was like, oh shit, there's an NPC track from when I used to do this. And I cut the pieces out. Yeah. And then I reassigned them. Oh. So that's how I do it live. So we're not injecting these audio clips and things like that. Like, uh, what? Hell on Wheels. I literally push buttons as we are recording. That's not done in post. It's kind of cool. No, that's all live. Yeah. We should call this segment, like, this is podcasting technology or something <laughs> yeah yeah uh not acoustic uh no i mean i like don't get me wrong i like doing some of the acoustic stuff you know that we do we have done the past couple episodes i think it's fun it's clever but i think the intro and the outro for sure kind of needs to be something unique but yeah i, I would say it's not any more unique than free uh, freestyling like we have been. <laughs> um, so when I record, I'm on Mac. So when I talk, just remember, I'm using Mac. You are on Windows. I think 95, is that correct? It might be. <laughs> what was before Windows uh, 95? Just Windows? Uh, 3.1, I believe. I might be on that. Yeah. <laughs> Was that an 86-bit rate platform? <laughs> uh, gosh, yeah, I think so. I think that was on the original i386 or something like that. I don't know. That was so long ago. Yeah. I was looking through some of my old uh, college books, and I had uh, Windows 2000 is what I learned in college. Okay. Yeah, 2000 was a good Windows OS. I used that for a long time. Windows ME. Or what was it? Windows Millennium? Millennium Edition? Yeah, that was the absolute worst edition of Windows. Ranking in number two, I believe it was Windows 8. When they originally released it, they tried to make your desktop or your laptop computer act like a smartphone. You're right, because it had the tiles. Yeah, yeah, it's like, I get it for my phone. I get it for the phone but not for my computer. But people were going to the touchscreen and the whole thing, and they can't fault them for trying. Then they went to 8.1, and that was more back towards Windows 7. I mean, don't get me wrong. The apps and the tiles and stuff like that, that's great for the end user, for the average Joe or Joette that wants to you know, surf the web and stuff. But if you're going to create the product that you're going to just have a tile and click on, you need an actual full-blown OS. You can't 
create that shit with tiles. But I, maybe I'm wrong because uh, ChatGP is going to take over the world. I don't know. What What is ChatGP? Uh, I don't fully understand it because I don't want to. Is this but, an AI thing? Yeah, yeah. So basically it's... Uh, I, I'm a database guy. I, I use Microsoft access. I know a couple programming languages and I know enough to be dangerous. I can figure my way around it. I had a major, uh, contact me saying, Hey, I'm trying to do something with this database. I've already created something that takes care of it, but I'm like, whatever. I go down there and I talk to him and I walk him through this very, very simplistic visual basic for applications, VBA for short. And we were like, I knew exactly what we needed to do, but I was having a little bit of trouble with the syntax because I'm not going to remember the syntax off the top of my head. I know what the function is. I can jump onto Google or DuckDuckGo, look up the function, be like, oh, that's the syntax. And it does change a little bit depending on whether you're handling a word like text or a number or whatever. I'm sorry. I don't mean to ramble. Uh, but this major legitimately pulled up his personal laptop connected to the internet and used chat GPT or whatever the hell AI to ask it a question. And that son of a gun took like 10 seconds, 15 seconds to provide the exact same answer that I got when I just Googled it. But for me, it can't be any smarter than the people who program it. Ah, okay. I mean, if you if you had a robot and you programmed that Rob, Robert, if you had a robot <laughs> and you programmed that Rob, God did it again. <laughs> <laughs> If you tried to program the robot to clean your floor, if you don't give it all the instructions correctly, it's going to screw up and it's your fault because you're the programmer. Now, what artificial intelligence is supposed to do is allow the computer to find those mistakes that you as a human made and figure out how to correct them. Okay. It's only as smart as the people who gave it the brain. I'm going to be proven wrong somewhere down the line because I feel like we're going to have one listener that is a AI junkie and they're going to know all this stuff. I don't know it, but I'm old school. It's never going to be smarter than the people who gave it its brains. So if I have a bunch of trailer park junkies programming this thing, they're going to have some really awesome cars. Sure. But if I have Harvard graduates, this thing will be able to decipher things, math and stuff. If you have mechanics and you in the mechanic can just say, this is how you rebuild an engine, but they don't go through. And all they do is they say, this is the basic principles of how an engine works. Figure the F out it's going to screw up because it doesn't know things like the difference between say diesel and gas. It doesn't know the difference, uh, in different engines and metals and, and, uh, torque specifications, unless you tell it, Hey, if you don't have the answer to this, go here and search for it. But now you have to sit there and say, because in my mind, it's going to go out there and it's going to find an answer 
and it's just going to take that answer instead of saying let's go to a lot of different areas and figure out what's the common answer because that's probably more accurate so it is literally like what i'm doing at work right now yeah i don't i mean i'm sure it's smarter than that but to me i don't think so i mean look at tesla and the self-driving cars they only know how to yeah self-drive because people have told it how it still screws up right i mean it can make decisions fast sure but it can't make nanosecond life or death situations it can't take into the effect or into fact that oh man if i didn't wait a nanosecond longer or my reaction time was a nanosecond longer and i hit the brake i would have smacked into this like it's just for me artificial intelligence is so this is right this is wrong and it doesn't take into account for maybe we're just lucky sometimes i i don't know i don't want to get into a big chat gp piss yourself argument but i don't know anything about it i i know this much and if you can't see because you can't very little i just know about it just imagine the size of the little wiener yeah if if you if you know me <laughs> a little smoky uh you want to do, you want to do military history or what do you got for real this time or like because you played the thing like 10 minutes ago <laughs> yeah for real you want me to hit the button again it's time for military history okay april 26 in 1607 ships under the command of captain christopher newport sought shelter in chesapeake bay they were forced to land and led the founding of the Jamestown on James River, and they were the first English settlement, an expedition of English colonists, including Captain John Smith, went ashore at Cape Henry, Virginia, and they established the first permanent English settlement in the Western Hemisphere. All right. Where, where was James at? James? Yeah. I mean, they named everything after James. King James. Oh, King James. Oh. Well, then that probably blows my whole theory of that's how new ports were made. So you're close. Oh. Newport News, Virginia, the shipyard. Mm. So Christopher Newport, Newport News, right? The whole thing. Beep, 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 beep. Live on Newport News in 16 what'd you say, seven? Oh, seven. Yeah, 1607. Surprise, bitch! We've settled here. Yes. And we're going to move on to <laughs> 1865. John Wilkes Booth is killed oh. when Union soldiers track him down to a Virginia farm just 12 days after he assassinated President Abraham Lincoln. That's pretty impressive. It took him 12 days or what? Yeah, 12 days. I mean, it's not like you had a uh, a Ferrari or anything like that. Right. So Booth was 26 years old and was one of the most famous actors in the country when he shot Lincoln during a performance of Our American Cousin. And that was at Ford's Theater at Washington, D.C. And that was on the night of uh, April 14th. 
Booth was a Maryland native and a strong supporter of the Confederacy. As the war entered its final stages, Booth hatched a conspiracy to kidnap the president. He enlisted the aid of several associates, but the opportunity never presented itself, right? Okay. So after that, after the surrender of Robert E. Lee at the aforementioned Appomattox Courthouse, Booth changed his plan to a, uh, let me say this word right, simultaneous assassination of Lincoln and the Vice President Andrew Johnson and Secretary of State William Seward. So he was going to try to get a three for one. Okay. Oh, so dang. So he he and uh, two of his buddies, they were going to all show up at the same time and, and try to pull this off. Well, that's a puzzle right there. It's it's already, I got to imagine, and I know it's probably even harder today, but to try to pull off an assassination of one person. Yeah. And now you're trying to do three people at the exact same time. That's that's a hell of a feat to even try to orchestrate. Right. So only Lincoln was actually killed. Seward was stabbed by a guy uh, named Louis Payne. But Seward survived. While the man was assigned to kill Johnson, didn't even show up. (laughs) So after the shooting, Booth jumped to the stage below Lincoln's um, box seat. He landed hard, breaking his leg before escaping to a horse behind the theater. So he had his horse tied up behind the theater. Was, was it a man? No, he had a name. I was going to say, was it a man on a horse with no name? Mm. No, that was America. And that was in the desert. Oh, damn. So confusing. If only I had chat GPT. So many in the audience recognized Booth. So the army was soon hot on his trail. So imagine, think of it like Tom Cruise shoots the president, jumps down, breaks his leg, and then runs off to his fucking F-14 Tomcat. Right. Okay. Okay. And so there's some time traveling happening here. Yeah. So people people recognized John Wilkes Booth is, is where I'm going with that, right? He was pretty famous. So Booth and his accomplice, Dave Harold, made, it, uh, made their way across the Anacostia River and headed to Southern, southern Maryland. The pair stopped at Dr. Samuel Mudd's home and Mudd treated Booth's leg. This earned Mudd a life sentence in prison when he was implicated as part of this conspiracy. But the sentence was later commuted. Booth then found refuge for several days at a home of Thomas A. Jones, a Confederate agent, before securing a boat to row across the, how do you say it? Potomac? Uh, Yep. To Virginia, (laughs) or for the rest of us, the Potomac. Oh, shit. After receiving aid and several Confederate sympathizers, Booth's luck finally ran out. The countryside was swarming with military units looking for Booth. And although few shared information, since there was a $20,000 reward, while staying at the farm of Richard Garrett, federal troops arrived on their search but soon rode on. The unsuspecting Garrett allowed his suspicious guests to sleep in his barn, but he led the Union soldiers back 
to the Garrett farm. And when they discovered Booth and Harold in the barn, Harold came out, but Booth refused. The building was then set on fire to flush out Booth, but he was shot while still inside. And he lived for three hours before gazing at his hands, muttering, useless, useless. As he died, he was secretly buried in the floor of the old penitentiary in Washington. Wow. Yeah. Well, that was like going to the museum. Yeah. Learning all about it. Holy shit. Well, so I had pitched something to you the other day. Okay. If there's ever a time where it's like, oh shit, we just need to do something. Yeah. I could do like an EFM debrief and just do something like that and publish. And then at least we're giving something to the to the audience. Yeah. No, I mean, I had no idea about 90% of what you just said. I was like, wait, what? Really? Yeah. So he, there's still Confederate, well, the war had only ended like April 9th, you know, April 12th, something like that. Right. So two weeks. So there's a lot of people that were still believing in the Confederacy. Right. And that's going to take any time that you have something that people believe in and people follow in there. It's when, when that stops, there, there's going to be the continual followers for some time until it becomes not the norm. Right. Moving on to 1972, President Nixon, despite the ongoing communist offensive, announces that another 20,000 troops will be withdrawn from Vietnam in May and June, reducing authorized troop strength to just 49,000. Nixon emphasized that while U.S. ground troops were being withdrawn, sea and air support for the South Vietnamese would continue. In fact, the U.S. Navy doubled the number of its fighting ships off the coast of Vietnam. I mean, like to me, the Vietnam, the Vietnam War... It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. What part? All of it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I understand there, there's a reason why you do it. There is. Well, right. Communism is bad. Well, but I mean. <laughs> right? Like. <laughs> uh, here's my thing. I mean, how bad is it? How much do you know about communism? Well, it's bad enough to fight two wars over. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Yeah. The Russians were communists, and we didn't like the Russians. So, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is not a conversation that we're going to get into, but we'll put it on the docket. Anyway, moving into 1980, following an unsuccessful attempt by the United States to rescue U.S. embassy hostages in Iran, the Tehran government announced that the captives were being scattered to thwart any future efforts. So... They went in there, they tried to rescue these guys, they failed. So then Tehran, which is like the capital of Iran, is like, yeah, fuck you guys, we're moving them around. <laughs> You'll never know. Is that where that song came from? What's that? And Iran, Iran so far away. I don't think so. Mm. That was <laughs> Duran, Duran. <laughs> Duran, Duran. <laughs> Duran so far away. <laughs> okay. In 1999, President Milosevic met with the Red Cross president, 
Cornelio Samaraga and said the Red Cross may return to Kosovo and, quote, go anywhere. Samaraga met briefly with three captive Americans and said they were okay. <laughs> just, just take my word for it. They, 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 they're okay. You must trust me. In my country, they are okay. Don't worry. I'll try a hot dog. It's okay. He said I can go anywhere. <laughs> and finally, in 2004, in Baghdad, Iraq, an explosion leveled part of a building as American troops searched for suspected production of, quote, chemical munitions. Two soldiers were killed and five wounded. Weapons of mass destruction. Massed. Like yeah, blew up the, the, the tall part of the boat. Yeah, well, that's what they were talking about. When we were listening in, they were talking about this weapon of mass destruction, but we heard it of, oh, shit, mass. I thought it was like mask, face mask destruction. Oh. Like they were preventing, preventing us from preventing COVID. Yeah, it's so confusing. Anyway, we went over there and fucked shit up. Anyways. So out of that whole deal, two soldiers were killed and five were wounded. That was military history. Yeah. I think I'm going to get John. I'm going to call John up and be like, hey, man, I need you to record. It's time for military history. I'm just going to, and that was military. I'm just going to have him do it both. Send me the files. We're going to change it. Okay. Yeah. Why not? John, if you're listening, and I know you are. He's the one listener. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. There's two there's two listeners every episode. It's me and John. <laughs> Three. Well, no, I li I don't I don't count against the statistics because I listen. Well, no, I don't anymore. I don't edit this thing. This is all you. Yeah, so you don't even listen. No, I do cuz okay. So, when we started this shit show, folks, I was the one that was recording, I was editing, I was doing everything, I was pushing it out, so on and so forth, and uh, then uh, Sergeant Bacon was like, I think I could probably earn myself one of them cool Eagle Scout patches if I learn how to edit, so I was like, be my guest, my friend, and so now he is the sole editor-in-chief of this podcast, but... I have a feeling that some of these episodes coming up in the near future are going to fall back on me. Yeah, probably the next two. The next two? Yeah. Mm. I don't I, and I don't think that's how that conversation went. No, no, that was completely falsified. <laughs> it was more like, dude, I'm smoked. I need you to come and help me edit. <laughs> and, <laughs> yep. and I said, "All right, next time I come down to your neck of the woods, <laughs> I'll stop by. Yeah. And you can show me. And you did. You did a great job. Yeah. And it, I I will remember this conversation until the day that I die because you were you were smoking those uh monster mash. Yeah, yes, yeah, cigars. And so you go out to to smoke that was what? Was that 2021? Yeah, probably. So you go out to smoke Dr. Jekyll or something like that. You're like, all right, 
you got an hour of uh, content here to edit, and I'll be back. I got to record, and I'll be back and see see how you're doing. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. And I'm like, I'm just laser focused, and I don't think I like I don't think I breathe through my nose the entire time. I'm just sitting there with my mouth half open. There's drool all over the desk. Yeah, drooling. You come back up, and you're like, so how's it going? And I'm like, I've gotten through six minutes. <laughs> You know, that's how busy I was, though, when you come down uh, to, for some training and, uh, you know, you're in my neck of the woods. We're trying to figure out how we can hang out. And if you if you come down again, I'll take you out to dinner. The wife and I will take you out to dinner somewhere. Uh, but, yeah, that's exactly what it was, is that, you know, I just started having all these things like, uh, you know, I'm I'm my hobby is is hobbies. And it was piling on and trying to figure all this stuff out. I'm like, bro, I need some help. And here, so we recorded here in my office. And then I kind of showed you how to take the tracks, align them up and, and stuff like that. And then and I'm like, hey, man, I have to do this Instagram live, which was a complete shit show, by the way. But that's besides the point. That'll never happen again. And I come back an hour later. I felt bad because I was like, I just left this guy in my office for an hour i come back and you're just like literally six minutes has passed to you like i had no idea <laughs> an hour of life had passed by me and i think you brought me up a fresh beer or something a fresh rip it no oh, i'm sure and you're like yeah how's it going and i had that thing zoomed so far in <laughs> you're like you can zoom it out a little bit and i'm like no but i but i can get this I can get this word out of there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We used to be super freaking bent on cutting every little thing out and trying to make it as uh, produced as possible. Is that probably the best way to say it? Produced or professional sounding. Yeah. I remember the first one of the first episodes I edited back at my place, you would... I'd send it to you for review. So I always send it to HQDA as you're supposed to. Once you're done with your evaluation, you send it up for HDEA QA. Uh, so depart headquarters department of the army, as I call it. Yeah. You, you, you sent it to Fob cigar for, <laughs> for review and you're like at the six minute mark. Can you, uh, can you cut out the F bomb? And I looked, and I think oh, yeah. I think you had said it. And when I speak, I have a pause between my words. When you speak, right. it is one seven-minute wavelength. <laughs> and I'm like, there's no You're not wrong. way. There's no way. You're not wrong. Because when I when I talk and I'm excited, I'm animated. And I just... And I just run with it. Right. And so it's, it's hard for me to think about... What is this going to sound like in post? And it's so funny. Like I could say, I could take a picture of the two tracks, blur out the names, and you would know exactly which one is yours. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think that this is another evolution that we have done. You know, like we started out when we came up with this idea and if, For those of you that haven't figured out by now, all two of you, and I'm talking to one of them, apparently, 
we were trying to structure this and make this something that was going to be, you know, like the lifelong lesson of being a career militant, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then it just kind of evolved, evolved. And now we're, 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 we're almost to that point where we're like, yeah, what, whatever, man. Yeah. Cause I'll call you on my way home you know, the day we record and I'll be like, Hey, we want to record. And you're like, yo, you got a topic. I'm like, no, you no. <laughs> well, let's see what happens. Yeah. There's truth. And there's no way to possibly do this, but we've talked about recording our phone calls and just publishing those <laughs> as an episode. Except for as of late, uh, I feel bad because, uh, when you call me, like I get off work or I'm heading home from work and I'm just drained. I'm tired. Oh, I know. And you know, and I'm just like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, good idea. Yeah. And I feel so bad. I call, I call you and it's like, like today you're like, yeah, you woke me up. I was taking a nap. <laughs> I was joking. I don't know that or you were stoned. No, no. Uh, so it, t- it, today is absolutely unrealistically beautiful. Uh, just to put a timestamp on it, it is basically the end of March, even though this comes out at the end of April. Time travels hard. Spoiler. Yeah. It was 60 freaking seven degrees out. And I was thinking to myself, even though it was windy, I'm like, piss on it. I'm going to go home, change clothes, jump on the motorcycle and go for a ride. And then I got home and I was talking to the wife and she's like, you recording anything tonight? I was like, well, what day is it? Well, she, Thursday, son of a, yes, I'm recording tonight. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, cool. So I did do a few other things that I needed to get done for releases on Friday and so on and so forth. And here I am just rambling on at a hundred miles per minute, but then you called me and I was literally just sitting there flipping through the Instagram reels, just wasting my life away. The FDA needs to rule that Instagram reels and TikTok is a illegal drug. So you want to know how you combat Instagram reels and that TikTok and all that fun jazz? Tell me how to get rid of the TikTok. So you go and you do a wall squat. And you can only look at your Instagram reels or your Tic Tac for as long as you can do a wall squat. That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. You just have to have the motivation to put your ass into the wall squat position. Well, you're going to get jacked. Oh, yeah. If you want to scroll for an hour and doom scroll or whatever. Doom scroll. Yeah. Right. If you can sit in a wall squat for an hour, by all means, let the algorithm run your life. That's brilliant, man. That That's actually like legit brilliant. Meanwhile, in that hour, I'll get through six minutes of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so do the math. If it's a, if it's a one hour episode to edit, it's going to take me six hours. <laughs> Uh, okay, how long? Because we typically record somewhere around the 50 to 60 minute range. That's kind of what we record, even yeah. though we pump out 
somewhere between 35 to 50 minutes of actual ear poison. How long does it take you to, to, to edit that now? Uh, It still takes probably a couple hours. There's some factors though with that. Typically, you know, I align the tracks before we end the, you know, the zoom call. Yeah. That way, if there's any issues, you know, we can work through that piece. Which we have had in the past. We've had that. And, you know, then when Bacon Bits records, we got to try and get his audio and all that fun jazz. Right. But then I'll typically hang out until about 1130 that first night, and I'll cut out dead space and breaths and stuff like that. Sure. And then that way, when I come back into it, whatever day, you know, then I don't have all of that to work through. Then probably, I don't know, I would say it, I get probably about four hours into this episode. That's not bad. I mean, four hours to produce an hour. Because when we started, it took a whole hell of a lot longer. It was taking you a, an entire, like, three-day weekend. Yeah, it would take 16. When, well, we started, like, contrary to popular belief, because you thought I was some sort of expert when we started this. But no, Mama said you got to fake it till you make it, and you fell for the bait. It, it legitimately would take 16, 18 hours to produce 30 minutes that we were happy with. Well, and to be fair, you were... We were only recording off like cell phones. Yeah, the first couple episodes, yeah. So it was like you were trying to record and edit one track with four people. Yeah, that's true. And recording and editing two tracks with two people is a challenge sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and now. And there's. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say now. I mean, I record just me and you. I'm recording three tracks. I record my track, my solo audio. I record the noises that the MPC machine makes on its own track. And then I record the Zoom call on its own track. So that's three tracks. Then you have to take and bring those into your tracks or your track, your singular track. So now you're at four tracks. If you get bacon bits in, now you're at five tracks, and then you use one of my tracks to line everything up, get rid of it, now you're back down to four tracks. Yes. It's a pain in the ass, especially when somebody, Seagar, forgets to change his crap to the correct settings. Yeah, so what I was going to say next is, like, there's project rate. Typically... You know, we've been recording at, uh, what, 48,000 hertz? Yeah, 48 is what we're at. I got to pee. This pee break is brought to you by Smile Blotters Incorporated. Yeah, absolutely. 48 kilohertz is what we record at. And sometimes the software wants to go 44 kilohertz. But you have to cut out those long pee breaks because small bladder big balls... And maybe we enjoy some rippets along the way. So I was going to ask you, what was the reason we went to the uh, 48 versus uh, 44 one? Honestly, I don't know. Hmm. I think what was, I think. Was it Logic? No, it wasn't Logic. I think it was GarageBand. 
Okay. I think because I originally did everything in GarageBand, and I think that its default settings were 48 kilohertz, and I never really noticed anything until I switched to Logic. And at that time, we have grown because uh, I'm I record multiple different sources because you know just in case something fails. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, when I was importing files, I would get an error message that the sample rates weren't right. And if you have multiple tracks and all the sample rates aren't right, you get what's called drift, where you could edit through 30 minutes of an hour-long podcast, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, nothing lines up. And so now to fix that, you're constantly moving bits and pieces and it takes forever. And that's what's happened a few times. I think that happened the last two episodes. Well, the last episode for sure. Um, and then one of the ones with bacon bits, he didn't, he changed it after he started recording. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. So it didn't, it didn't sample correctly, which is fine. Yeah. You know, by this time I'm used to it. And I hadn't noticed it until all of a sudden I'm moving, I'm cutting dead space and the conversation doesn't make any sense. Yep. As a, yeah, you're 100% right. You're, ans- you're answering the question before I, before I asked it because I was that, that far ahead with the frequency, I guess. Yeah, and the the first time that happened, I thought that I had messed up. I thought that I had deleted a chunk somewhere out of one track, but not the others. And then I was like, oh, crap, we don't have everything synced up correctly. And if you listen to my dad, my dad can kind of give you some techie garble about the difference between 42 and 44 and 48 kilohertz. Everything I do, I do in 48 kilohertz. I just, I set everything to that and then I forget it. Right. I thought you were going to say everything you do, you do it for you. Everything I do. Oh, no, you got to sing it. Come on. You have, have I heard you sing on this podcast yet? Maybe. Yeah. It, this is actually a really good episode, right? I thought. I'm trying to think of a name for it. You know, it, it was a lot of technology. I mean, you could just be like, you know, like Ice Forward March, uh, just a, a raw chat or something. I don't, it's not, ooh, what is it when your underwear like rubs you raw, chafing? Chafing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. That facial expression was like, nope, we're not going there. That's just weird. It is. We'll figure out what this episode is. I've got a name for it already. Oh, what do you got? Episode uh, 74. Yep. The Raw Dog. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed. (laughs) Uh. Looks like that's another mission completed. A 30-mile check ride in the bag. Hit us up, podcastefm at gmail.com. Or follow Podcast EFM on Instagram. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Sergeant Bacon. And I'm Sergeant Seagar. As always, eyes forward. March. March.
No, seriously, man. Freaking either cut down my piss break or throw some freaking uh, royalty-free music in there or record a commercial and freaking send it. I don't have any royalty-free music. Remember, remember how long it took us to find the music for the intro and the... Uh... I don't even remember the site that I found it on, but I still have the original tracks. Yeah. It was so we, I know we've talked about trying to do this again, but man, that was like an hour long session just to record a 10 second intro and outro. <laughs> yeah. It was fierce. Cause I've thought about that too. I've thought about, Oh, I've got a little bit of time. Let me just play around with it. And then I'm like, Oh, I remember making it. That sucked. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's so much more to this than just sitting down on a microphone and hitting. But people do, right? There's different platforms out there. Like people, Anchor is one, where people will just hit record. And then when they're done, it fucking uploads to whichever ones you want. And then they'll insert their own ads there. Yep. You know, it's just really crazy. I think, my, here's my thing, is... It, you got to have, there's a formula to this, right? And first and foremost, the formula to doing this is that you have to want to do it. That's number one. You have to want to do it. And you have to stop paying attention because if you do a podcast, there's analytics. And when you look at your analytics and realize that only 10 people or 20 people are listening, it can, that, that right there will kill your hopes and dreams well what were you hoping for to make a million dollars were you willing you, did you want think you were going to be the next joe rogan you're not right but that's people though in general they're right somebody's successful and all all rogan does right he sits in front of a microphone for three hours he smokes a few cigars talks to a dude dudette whatever right gives us his opinion Hit send because he's got some dude probably editing the whole time. Oh, hundred, yeah, hundred percent. A producer, you know, boom, you're Joe fucking Rogan, you know, you're a big name. Well, and he came, he went into the whole thing with a name and with money. Sure, but you know, I don't think that Joe Rogan came into this and was like, "Here's ten thousand dollars, let's do a professional podcast." I think somebody. You know, like maybe maybe a buddy came up and been like, dude, we could do a podcast. Maybe he threw in three, four grand. I don't know. But you're Joe fucking Rogan. So Spotify or YouTube or Hulu or whatever. Right. They're going to be like, I need you on my network. Here's a million dollars. And I'm throwing random numbers out there because I haven't done zero research and I don't know. I want your name because if I have your name on my network, I'm going to attract listeners. And that's happening. We kind of hit on this a little bit uh, a while back, but that's kind of happening where people are becoming like, um, so Mr. Ballin, he used to be across like Spotify, some of the other ones, and now he's an Amazon exclusive. Sure. Uh, what was the, the music one? Anyways, he used to be across a bunch of platforms, and now he is Disgraceland, is what that one's called. But now he is Amazon only. Okay. So these, there's 
people that are Spotify specific in Amazon specific for sure that I know about, you know, so it's becoming like, if you want to listen to your favorite podcast, you're going to have to subscribe to multiple platforms or whatever. So, yeah. And I'm, I don't, again, we could talk about this, um, but 98% of this is going to get cut. So that's what she said. All right, I'm going to hit stop here so that I can uh, get this uploaded before the end of the night comes. I am evil, Homer. Eyes forward, March Raw Dog. And uh, stop ruining my friends.